0: Welcome back to another episode of Gems Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, and welcome back to another amazing episode here on Gems Podcast. With me today is my special guest, Violet LeMay. And you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. But here's a bit about my guest, Violet. Violet LeMay was a stage designer, a university art professor, and an editorial illustrator before arriving at her dream job, writing and illustrating books for kids. She has illustrated, ready y'all, 44 books. Six of which she also wrote. Clients include HarperCollins, Penguin Random House, Scholastics, Duo Press, Imagination Press, and Highlights. Her latest book, Let's Be Friends, Harper Festival 2021, won BookFest First Place Award for Diversity in Children's Book. A native to St. Louis, Missouri, Violet and her family moved to New Zealand in 2015 for her husband's job. After five years in Auckland, they moved to China, and they now live in Malaysia. So tuning in all the way from Malaysia, her morning there, my evening here, we welcome Violet LeMay.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Genesis. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. And wow, what an impressive bi- um, bio and background. And Violet, like I saw snippets of what you did on podmatch.com, but I never read my guest bio because I like to have that wild card and be surprised. So nothing is scripted except for when I read it. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's broke. She's just <laughs> up for scholastics and highlights and Sometimes authors who are in the space, they want to work with some of the bigger names, but they may not have gone with a big publishing house and they're self-published. So the bigger names don't want to pick them up for various reasons. So I definitely want to um, let you think about that for a bit. But then we're going to segue into getting to connect on a personal level so the audience knows who is Violet LeMay beyond the stuff that you're working on. So here are two options. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready, I'm here, ready to go.
0: The first (laughs) option is a rapid fire 10 question game. And the second option is breaking the ice up front. Which would you like to do?
1: I want to do the rapid fire.
0: Ooh, okay, we're playing rapid fire with Violet LeMay and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, if you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop in any conversation, whose conversation are you listening to?
1: Oh, I think I'd want to be on the, a fly on the wall in the room when my parents met. I would really love to see that.
0: Question number two, <laughs> favorite vacation spot?
1: Oh, vacation spot. I would have to say... Mm, mm, mm. Auckland I guess that's my son lives in Auckland New Zealand now he's a student there and I would love to go back and visit him
0: nice question three this is an easy one apple or android oh apple or coffee tea or neither tea tea what type
1: of tea well I usually drink white tea because it doesn't stain your teeth um but it's harder to get, that's harder for me to find here in Malaysia. So I drink green tea. Yep.
0: Ooh, nice. Lots of antioxidant and all of that Mm -hmm. delicious. That's
1: right. Yeah.
0: Five. If you could have a lunch or dinner with any person past or present,
1: who are you eating Mm. with? Oh, I would eat with my mom. She passed away in uh, September. So yeah, I would definitely eat lunch with my mom.
0: My condolence to you. I would choose oh, yes. my dad. He passed away in November of 2020. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. Yes. And so we definitely have that connection there. Yeah. Six, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Oh, it would be stop worrying so much. You're fine. <laughs> You're really doing fine. You don't have to worry. Just be yourself. Seven, Name one
0: crazy thing that you have done in your life.
1: Oh, crazy. Th- okay, here's something I did recently that seems really crazy to me. I did karaoke, which maybe doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but for me, that was a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. I'm so glad I did it. Eight. <laughs> a-
0: if you could go anywhere in the world, money was no option. And here's Mm. the kicker. They're unfortunately not flying back to your home base at this time. Where are you heading? Oh,
1: Oh, I would go to probably um, Columbia, Missouri, where my dad lives. If I had to hang out somewhere, I'd hang out with him for sure. Nine (sighs) favorite movie or book. Oh my gosh. That's a toughie. Okay, I just, I've read so many great books lately, but the one that's sticking in my mind right now is called Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. It's amazing. It's a young adult book. I highly recommend it. Fantastic.
0: And 10, here's our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed for this one question, and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask you one last question of rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play?
1: I want (laughs) to (laughs) pass. What's your question? Okay, Genesis, I would really love to know what your inspiration was for starting your fantastic podcast. Losing my dad
0: in November Mm. of 2020, I started doing solo episodes about the grief journey. And it was just a way to just really heal because I got tired of talking to people and hearing the cliche lines of people saying, oh, I know how you feel. And I'm like, do you both of your parents are still living or, Mm. oh, it gets better with time. I'm like, time is going and I still don't feel better. And, Mm -hmm. or whatever the saying was, and I just felt like at the time, I know they did not mean harm and they were trying to help me, but it was not helping me. I would have rather someone say, is there anything that I could do for you versus Mm -hmm. just making assumptions or cliche lines? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and now look how it's blossomed. Yeah, Yeah, it's, you're just doing so well. And I mean, was it, was it, did it help? Did having the podcast help you with your healing? Yes, it
0: definitely helped. Um, After doing numerous episodes, a lot of people started reaching out because they wanted to be a guest. I turned a lot of people down in the beginning. And then once I got in the right headspace mentally, then I started reaching back out to those individuals. And some of those were some of the um, first interviews I did.
1: Oh, man, that is extremely interesting and a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you
0: for asking the question. Now let's mm. segue into your passion and what you're doing now, being an author as well as an illustrator. So you have like the best of both worlds because normally you you see authors, but they're not illustrators or you see illustrators, but they're not authors. So what made you pick doing both?
1: Ah, Okay. Well, I actually started out as an illustrator and before that I was a I worked in different kinds of design, and I've always just been an artist with my hands. And um, after illustrating so many different books, you know, when you get the illustration assignment, obviously, you read the book. And I had a son and read so many books to him. And then I also took a job as an art director for a small publishing company, which was like an inside view of how books are made. And I got to see books develop from the germ of an idea all the way through to the end. And as I was reading what other authors were contributing, I thought, I could, I know I could do this. I was, I wrote well in school and never thought of doing writing outside of school. So I hadn't written beyond school, you know, but I thought, I I think I can do this. And so I just started dabbling and submitting ideas. And um, yeah, that's how it started. Super cool. And when you
0: had the experience and exposure to work for that company, do you feel like working for that company gave you the insight that you needed to continue on the path you're on now, as well as networking with
1: other people to help you level up? Definitely experience-wise, yes, 100%. Um, I learned so much in that job. Uh, I saw, for example, because there's a lot of rejection in publishing. Publishing is a very competitive field. It's so difficult to get your ideas in print. And um, when I worked in that job for that little company, I saw how ideas were chosen and how a publisher develops its list for a particular season. And it was extremely eye opening. It made me realize how many ideas that are very good get rejected for just all kinds of ridiculous reasons just it's just sort of the way it is it helped me feel better about all of that about just rejection that um many 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 times maybe your idea just doesn't fit with the other ideas that are happening that season or maybe it's too close to something that happened the previous season or maybe the publisher just has something in his head that he wants to do and so yours doesn't fit right now but um you know, it just helped me take, take all of that a lot less personally. And um, that was very freeing. That was an extremely important lesson. And I I do recommend that to anyone who's young and wants to get into publishing. If you want to be published, I think it would be a terrific and helpful experience to work in any job at all for any publishing company, just even for a short time, just so you can kind of get a feel for how things go. Um, And as far as networking, I'm not sure about that, actually. It's, i wish i could say that was true but i I just don't know i feel like in the right circumstance it would you know but the thing is different kinds of different people handle different kinds of books and it almost seems to me like there's not a whole lot of overlap between the cultures of those different books even between different age groups sometimes so it would be great if if you could work your way up that way networking and maybe it helps a little bit but I'm just really not sure if it does or not.
0: That's very helpful. And I like the fact that you did have the experience working for a small publishing company. You got the insider edition scoop or mm-hmm. the tips and tricks, and then just encouraging others who are interested in going the publishing route to do something similar, because there is a big difference when you're going with a big publishing house versus Hmm. self-publishing, and the return on investment is also different there, because if you're self-publishing, you keep all of the profits, but you pay a lot up front yourself, versus whenever you go down the publishing route, you may have to split royalties, and you may be doing all the work all the marketing, the hustle and the bustle, but yet this individual is still getting paid off of your um, creativity and etc. cetera. So can you talk about the difference um, from your perspective and the experience that you have between self-publishing and um, Publishing House?
1: Oh, sure. Well, I have never self-published. So and I, I have friends who have, um, but I don't have any direct experience doing that. I mean, I've heard a lot about it. Um, but that's I've just never had that experience I know there are you can self-publish you can work with a hybrid publisher which is sort of like in between um, which sounds appealing to me I think that's pretty cool because you can retain your rights and they would help you with distribution and all of that and you know maybe the costs are split somehow in that situation I, again I haven't done it so I'm not sure but there are def- different levels up and then you have smaller publishers and bigger publishers and um I think the advantage of working with a smaller publisher, if you have the chance, is that you're sort of a big fish in a little pond and you get more attention for sure. Um, uh, That publisher is publishing far fewer books every season. So they are really going to try to help you market that book and sell that book because it is extremely expensive to publish a book and distribute it. And um, I don't know, the publisher has put out this risky investment, and they need to make their money back on their investment. So they really need to get to sell that book, and they'll help you with your marketing stuff a little bit more. Um, Working for the bigger publishers is really exciting and all of that, but you really do feel it's split. It's like while I was working, when I work with bigger publishers, during the process of working on the book, I do feel just like I always do when I'm working with any publisher, you know, really special, and they appreciate my effort, and I have a nice relationship with the person who's receiving my email, (laughs) whoever that is. Um, But then once the book is published, um, yeah, it's, you are just in my experience anyway, I've been 100% on my own to market the book and do all of that. It's just like throwing a cork in the ocean, just trying on your own to get that book out there. Um, I think they focus more on their, you know, the books that they know are going to make a lot of money. So they're marketing efforts are targeted. They're much more targeted. They they publish so many books and they push on marketing just a small pool of those books. So I I think those are the main differences.
0: Thank you for sharing those differences because it's also tied to creativity because creativity is Mm. what's going to help you not just uh, thrive but also flourish and survive within the sea of other um, competitors that are in embracing their creativity as well so whenever you think about your creativity as a whole and the whopping success that you've had with 44 books what are some of the um, creative juices that keep you flowing in order for that momentum to
1: continually build up oh wow Well, let's see. One thing that helps me very much is just noticing what's going on around me. Um, If I'm feeling just uninspired, I usually just take a walk and look at little kids and people walking their dogs and just breathe the fresh air and um, maybe get some exercise. I'll do yoga and I don't know, dance around. Dancing really helps me like nobody's looking anyway, so why not, you know? (laughs) But I feel like if i 'm ever needing creativity, changing my uh, changing my environment really, really helps um, i 've heard other people will you know maybe just go to a movie, take a reading break. Um, we live my husband and I live at a boarding school now, so there 's kids all over the place, so really, all I need to do is go to the dining hall and eat lunch and I mean I am surrounded by <laughs> so much inspiration kids of all ages it 's just adorable and fun and wonderful so yeah, that's my main tip for creativity is just mixing it up. Um, I don't know if you know the book, Genesis, um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She, that book, Big Magic, is about the creative pro- process and creativity and how to, you know, like grab a hold of creativity. And she, she uses an analogy of creativity being like a spirit, like a creative idea is a spirit looking for a place to land. And so you need to be a conduit for this idea to find you. And she has a chapter in that book where she says sometimes like the only time she puts on lipstick is when she's looking for creativity, because when she dresses up, she feels like she's more of a magnet for, for this creative spirit that's flying around. So um, sometimes just changing your clothes and doing your hair or whatever that might do it too. just anything that sort of snaps you out of your dull feeling.
0: Super cool. And I had no idea that um... She wrote that she wrote that book, so I'm definitely gonna have to check it out so thank you for sharing but you had me at the Eat, Pray Love because I thought about the movie. I was like, oh yeah, I like the movie,
1: oh yeah, the book is amazing, yeah, yeah she's great
0: and I love that you try different things to keep your creative juices flowing because sometimes writers can hit writer's block and they're not putting out, you know, a lot of content because they're like, what am I going to write about? But if you lead with your heart and really connect with who you are and the mission that you have, that also gets your creative juices flowing because you're tapping into your whole self and you're, you're knowing that, okay by me embracing in my full self then it's going to allow me to leave an imprint and that imprint is going to allow me to have an impact based on my literary work that i'm putting out there because it's not just about violet Lemay, it's not just about genesis and mars Kemp, but it's about the other hands that are going to hold and pick up my book and read it and what they're going to get out of it and i think that also you know pumps us up too
1: That's true. That's such a lovely thought. And I should have thought of that. That's wonderful. Thank you, Genesis. Um, One more thought about, about, you mentioned writer's block. Here's my experience with that, because it happens to illustrators too, writers and illustrators. I think for me, at least the best way to get over that is just to make myself actually do the thing. Um, Because I wanted to write a real, like a bigger book for years and years. And just anytime I sat down there, there was just nothing. I couldn't even write a paragraph. I couldn't, just get started. Um, But when I made myself just start writing anything, and I made myself sit down and do it every day, you know, I thought, okay, if I'm going to actually, it's like a bucket list thing, I'm going to write this book. So if I don't get started, it's never going to happen. So I made myself develop a habit, a daily habit. And I just can't believe that that was me before that I couldn't even get started. Because now it just comes so easily, I it's just, I've been able to write that book and whenever I sit down to write anything, that challenge isn't there anymore. Um, and if, if I'm stuck about what to draw, it's sort of similar. It's like, I just stare off into space wondering what to do. But if I put my hand on the paper and actually start doodling something, um, even if I'm just making marks or lines, something that I'm working on on the paper will spark an idea, and then I can actually move forward. So I just think it's important to the thing that you're stuck at, just try to do that thing, even if it's bad and terrible, just do it. <laughs> you sort of have to push through it, um, and then the inspiration and the ideas will come.
0: Yes, I like to call them just have like a mind um, blogging session or a mm. word vomit or just spit, (laughs) spit, spat on paper and have it like your, your throw up page. And then, you know, go back and (laughs) reflect on it and then see what ideas came up. And another challenge that I like to tell other authors is, since I'm an author as well, is my one, one, one method or one Mm -hmm. cube. So you could write one paragraph a day, one chapter a day, Or you can write one sentence a day. And I try not to stay like shy away from one sentence because that's so easy because once you write one sentence, you'll keep on going. So I was like, what's easier? To write one sentence on a piece of paper, which is not long, write one paragraph or write one chapter and you could build up from there. And before you Mm -hmm. know it, you'll be like a writing machine. You're just cranking out content. But the most important thing is that you start something. And that starts That's with right. the
1: action. Mm-hmm. 100% correct. That's great advice, Genesis. Well done.
0: Thank you. And now I kind of want to jump into the illustration again. So yes, what, are, sure. what are some of your best illustrations so far?
1: Oh, best illustrations so far. Hmm. Well, I have, I'll show you one. I know everyone can't see it, but I have one here that I like a lot from a book I did recently. This one's called Healthy, Healthy, Love, Love, Love. Uh, There's a park scene in here, let me find it. I like it because it's a little bit funky. The style is a little bit funky and um, kids playing and running around. And I like the way that the text interacts with the uh, art. So that's one that I like a lot. Um, I just finished a book about a girl in a wheelchair during this, it's a true story that happened in the 1970s in Colorado. Um, It's the story of a group called the Gang of 19 who were all disabled, all in wheelchairs, and they're the people who we have to thank for buses um, being accessible to wheelchairs because they took to the streets and did protests and all of these things, and that was a challenging book to illustrate because wheelchairs are hard to draw, at least for me, and there were 19 people in wheelchairs. It was a lot, but um, I like some of the art from that book because I went into that book feeling like, oh, this is such a challenge. How am I going to be able to do this? And when I finished it, I thought, you know, this is, looks pretty good. Um, so I was proud of those. And um, this book that this my most recent one, these ones, this book is called Let's Be Friends, and it's a lift the flap book. And I get really happy when I see under the flaps. I'll do one for you. But I think those look, <laughs> I think they're well designed and they're very cute. Here's a nice one too. This there one is, is about Fashion and it lifts up and you see the little baby
0: underneath. So. <laughs> those are yeah. super cute, and I like the diversity that you have with your illustrations because mm. a little boy or a little girl, no matter where they're from, they could see a visual representation of them, and they're like, "That's me, mommy," or "That's me, daddy." And I feel like that's something beautiful that we need to really be mindful of from the creative element is how do we connect with the readers and how do they know that, you know, they are being seen and heard. And I love that you took on the challenge and you push yourself to draw those wheelchairs, even though it was hard, because there's going to be someone in the ADA community that resonates Mm. with that.
1: Oh, I hope they, I hope, yeah, you know, you always hope your work goes out into the world and it's helpful to people. That's my whole thing is, I guess my mission actually as an artist is I want to make books that help the people who read them feel loved and accepted, whoever they are. So, yeah, I'm always trying to um, illustrate a wide, wide, wide range of people. That's my thing. And as we begin to
0: wind down, because oh, I, we're going to have to have you back for a part two, for sure, Violet. Oh, that is My <laughs> pleasure. I want you to leave the audience with your call to action for this segment. We talked about publishing. We broke out self-publishing versus regular publishing. We talked about authorship and illustrators. And we also talked about releasing your inner creativity because we all have that so what is one significant thing that you want the audience to walk away from after they hear you on this segment
1: well my advice would be to whatever the thing is that you want to do um just practice that thing it was just like the story I told earlier about how I wanted to write a book but it wasn't happening um Unless you're actually doing the thing, it just won't happen. I mean, that just sounds so basic, but I think a whole lot of people go through life wishing they could do this or do that, but not actually acting on it. And then after you act on it, you have to get good at it. And the best way to get good at something is to practice it. You know, we're all getting better at whatever the thing is that we do every day. Hopefully we'll get better at it all the way to the end. And you can't, that just won't happen unless you're practicing. So yeah, my, my takeaway is just practice that thing so that the world can receive it from you
0: absolutely I love it and they always say practice makes perfect but you know practice is a way of progression and progression is going to be the conduit of perfection but start somewhere and Violet how how can the audience connect with you via your website and where you primarily hang out on social media
1: Okay, well, I'm the, as far as I know, the only Violet LeMay, so it's easy to find me. If you Google me, you'll see there's tons of stuff. Um, and because my name is weird, my, I don't know how you, well, my name on all the socials is just Violet LeMay with no space. So, and my main one is um, Instagram. Instagram. Um, but I'm on all the different ones. And yeah, my website is VioletLemay.com and you can see all the books there. And my latest book, this one, Let's Be Friends, a Lift the Flap book, um, nice shower gift <laughs> or for your baby. Um, and I've got tons of books. You can find them all on my website, VioletLemay.com
0: beautiful and for those of you watching the video you just saw the beautiful cover of let's be friends all of violet's contact information will be in the show notes and her last name is spelled as follow l as in larry e as in elizabeth m as in mary a as in alpha y as in yogurt la May, y'all <laughs> So I definitely want you to plug in with Violet. Go support some of the incredible things that she is doing. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platform and you can see all things video content by heading on over to YouTube and typing in at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis to support the amazing guests that I bring into the community to share their knowledge and also to support me and the mission, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate here on GEMS because we all have something amazing to offer to this world. So until next time, peace, love. And lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Signing out, Violet LeMay and Genesis Amaris Kemp. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. to be here on GEMS Podcast.